Hey guys, thanks for watching Ike Live. It's brought to you by Mystery Tackle Box. Please check them out. They've got a great product. Go to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the coupon code Ike Live, you get 50% off Sweet. your first pro box. That's $12.50 <laughs> for a almost $50 value of baits in this box. Live action. We're live, folks at home, folks at home. I like it. What do you want to talk about first, Mike? All right. Uh, folks at home, folks at home, welcome back to Ike Live. Uh, hope you're having a wonderful Wednesday. I know we are. Uh, it's been a great show. We're talking, of course, this is the ICAST special, Pete, and we've been uh, uh, bouncing around uh, one, one form or another, talking about what we saw at ICAST, what's hot. Uh, new lures, new techniques, some special guests, of course, Morgan from Hobie, talking about the Hobie 360. A special guest, uh, Carl Jockson and Brandon Polinick coming in. Baby Brandon. Baby Brandon coming in, talking about the Glide bait, of course. Uh, what's that? Well, I don't know. It's just sort of what we envision that whole skit as being, with Brandon Beck. being a baby. Beck. Go with one or two. Go with one or two, Beck. 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 All right. Beck. Uh, quick update uh, for everybody still here on this third segment. Uh, we've got tour stop number three with Young Vegas coming up on Saturday. Yeah, how about that? Very Talks excited. That. Uh, New Jersey Bass Ooh. Youth Nation, Pete, tour stop number three. Of course, this one's going to be on Schwartzwood Lake in northern New Jersey, all the way up toward the Delaware Water Gap. Uh, we, we talked a little bit about the extreme weather. They had this heat index predicted on Saturday. It's going to be in the uh, 100, what they say, 110. Oh, sort yeah. Of feel like. uh, uh, they decided to shorten the tournament. So I think it's a 6.15 to 12.30, Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. A little, little cold and early, which I think is a great idea for, for younger kids. I see your shorts as big as mine. Yeah. Uh, pretty interesting. Uh, for everybody listening and watching right now over here in the South Jersey area, of course, tomorrow's a Thursday. We've got the Thursday Night Beer League coming up on Stewart's Lake, yeah, yeah. a.k.a. Woodbury Lake. Ike Live is going to be present there tomorrow. Pete, we're going to see you and Jake, or no? What do you think? I, first time here in the okay. Unbelievable. Stewart's Lake tomorrow, yeah. 6 to 9 p.m. tomorrow. Um, yeah, I didn't Pete, know. we're having a Thursday next week and the following. Right, every Thursday. Pretty much every Thursday week this year there's going to be a Thursday. <laughs> uh, anybody interested? <laughs> Six to nine on Stewart's Lake, a.k.a. Woodbury Lake. Uh, it's going to be very exciting. Uh, Beck, real quick, since you're on the couch, I've got the flyer here in front of me. We've got um, three big Ike Foundation uh, announcements coming up. Give us an update on... Uh, August 8th, August 10th, two big things on August 10th, and, of course, August 8th. You want to give us the update on that? Yeah, so um, August 8th is our very first um, Ike's Casino Night in the city. So you can get your tickets through Facebook or the IkeFoundation.org, but your ticket gets you Yards Beer at Yards Brewery all night. We've got amazing food. If anyone's been to Yards, the food is ridiculous. It's awesome. Uh, casino tables, so your ticket gets you the chips to play all the casino games all night long. Um, and then there's tons of uh, 
like uh, basket items and silent auction items. We've got live music. It's just going to be a really cool event, just trying to change it up a little bit, make something a little different. It's a real intimate event. Um, there's going to be far less people, just like real small fun group, hang out, eat, drink, be merry. So that event is Thursday the 8th at Yards, downtown Philadelphia. Get your tickets because there's not many of them. You kind of want to hurry up and get those. And then uh, we've got a live, Ike Live, what? remote from the Crown yes. Plaza Friday evening. It's going to be kind of about happy hour time. Everyone knows you tune into Ike Live. You find out who the pairings are with the pros. Right. Very exciting time. And they're anglers. But we're going to do it live from the Crown Plaza. Um, that should be a cool event. Just a little, little bit of fun, short event there. Next day, we'll be out fishing, so we'll have the boating event on the Delaware River. Yeah. We will have the kayak event. I'm sorry I'm putting you to sleep back there. <laughs> um, the kayak event. And, of course, while the guys are out fishing, we've got the Fun Fest, which is free for everyone. This year, we've added food trucks. It's games. It's tackle boxes for the kids. High school casting. The uh, high, school, high school challenge. The high casting knots. Yeah. yeah, the high school challenge is free. High school kids, sign up. Come on out. You do some contests. <laughs> I talked to Lawrence today. We're going to have a ton of Lawrence units again as prizes for the high school kids, the kayakers, the boaters. Tons, tons of amazing stuff. This year, the winner of the boat tournament wins a bass cat boat with a Yamaha outboard on the back. Yeah. Full ba- boat package this year. Full. Full package. That Put bad boy water. flies. So the Ike Live at the Crown Plaza, well, the, what, what setting will it be? Can people view it live? Yep. Yeah, people, it's just like regular, <laughs> just like this. It'll be this show, Dave, with a live audience in front of us. We're actually going to be at the bar at the Crown Plaza. Yep. So it's going to be this setting, but um, a yes. new environment. Yeah. I, I'd be curious to see how so when our, our interact. when our bits fail, they can actually throw fruit at us. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. It's going to be a little different, but I'd be, I'd be curious to see how the energy is, you know. Yeah. We're right now, we're confined. Yep. This is like a safe room, you know. But now we're out, we're going to be... Of course, there's going to be a lot of people there. You know, you're going to Pete have exposed. competitors ah. in the tournament. You're going to have, you know, you got a lot of people coming out for that. So, but don't worry, you can drink Founders because they brought Founders in. They have Founders. We'll be drinking Founders. It'll be a good night. Yeah. It'll be fun. And there's also like a massive wedding that that weekend at the hotel as well. So you guys party with all the wedding guests. I immediately envision like 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 a you know like a 400 person like Indian wedding. It is! I mean? yeah. It is! Uh, of course it is. Because <laughs> that's... I know. <laughs> They'll be having flash mobs right through our show. <laughs> They'll do flash mobs. <laughs> <laughs> what? Flash mob through Ike Live. I can see him like... Flash mob. Doing a whole dance What's party neat? right now. What is neat about like traditional Indian weddings is the actual uh-huh. wedding attire. It's pretty cool. Like, yeah, the, uh, they're a blast. The weddings are a blast. It's pretty wild. And they last yeah. for days. It's definitely days. different like, each than Each day ours. is like a different mm. part yeah. of the ceremony. Yeah. I'm probably slaughtering what it is, <laughs> but it's pretty, yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Pete, Pete had a flash mob at his wedding. He did. They done flash mobbed everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. Dude. It, it happens. It, it does. It does. <laughs> it does happen. Uh, we're going to keep moving on. Uh, Brian DeCarpenter. I got something for you in a yeah. second here. In a second. Okay. Uh, is it okay if I – you want me – can we do the uh, – I'm going to do the Primal Urge MTB? Is yeah, that cool? We're going to do this first real quick. Oh, you got something else. Okay, hold on. Brian DeCarpenter's got something else for us. <sighs> Dave, you probably key. haven't seen this. I need, I need you to enjoy this. All right, All right. this is key. Let's, let's listen and watch. Come on. Let's watch. You, you got it, Chuck? 
No. Oh, sorry. We're not ready. We're not ready. Okay. Uh, let's see. All right. So, Beck, all that information, if people are listening and watching and they want to they want to get it, where can they go? To get yeah, all so that check out uh, the website, theikefoundation.org, or you can check out our Facebook and Instagram page. The feed has constant information or just reach out to any of the team members. How did the kayak water differ this year, guys? You said you were going to do we that. We expanded it. So mm. now, um, one of the big things we listened to, of course, we listened to the uh, contestants last year and the big thing was we want more water. So this year, we decided to open it up to all public fishing waters in Camden and Gloucester counties. Wow. So it really gives you a lot, a lot of <laughs> options. A lot. Wow. A lot of strategy involved now because now you can go private ponds. No, there? all yeah, public, public fishable waters. Okay. In Gloucester and Salem, uh, Gloucester and Camden counties, uh, it gives you a lot more water. It's Man. interesting, you know. Um, I don't know, Dave. Are you going to fish this year? You're going to have strategy. I'm in. You're in. Okay. So you know. The interesting, you know, the Listen, nice thing I'm done predicting shit. I'm going to go fish I, up. <laughs> hey, I know that. But you have a lot of history Mama, yeah. in Gloucester yeah. and Camden County. Oh, so well, I got something figured out. All oh. right, we got we got a special little clip Braz, here. Braz, this comes uh, from a piece we did at the last uh, the last uh, Ike Live show. Uh, oh, no. We rewind it. Instead of seeing deer, you see Pete. And Pete goes, looks left, looks right. He gets out the bottle of Captain Morgan's. Yeah. Dunk, 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 right in the yeah. wild Wild coffee. Dunk, 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 dunk. dunk. Looks left, looks right. Shit. He's got a black arm. <laughs> it, it, it looks like those old FBI wires they had on John Gotti. <laughs> <laughs> and then I told that mother, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. The real Pete is going to be exposed. Yeah, it's Pete exposed. <laughs> we rewind it instead of some Pete. <laughs> no, they superimpose like a black Pete. dude's arm on you pouring the booze, dude. <laughs> Pete's not laughing again. Uh, no, it's, it's it's funny, though, how many... <laughs> dude, think about it. We, uh, Eric, this is something I know you'd love to do because you could kick out of stuff. We have to go back in the archive of Ike Live and figure out how many Pete somethings that have developed over the years. There's there, so many, dude. I mean, Pete's not. not. There would there it would be no there would be no content without me. That's what I mean. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's, not it's, in a good way. Not in a good way. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You've got to be right up there. All right. Uh, I want to break into this one, Bri. Why or, is Ken Duke still on the radar? Yeah, if you like him. I like ah, to do Ken Duke. Yeah. Let's do. Uh, can let, let's do. Let's sneak in this real quick. Okay. We do a couple really cool things here at Ike Live. People tuning in and watching, and listening for the first time. We do a MTB Live unboxing. We're going to do that here in a second. And Dave, we also uh, work with a really cool product, a concept uh, that's a game changer, uh, and it's Primal Urge. You want to talk a little bit about what, what we've got here? Yeah, so, like, what we have here is a box of, like, beef jerky that shows up every month. And it, it is, like, a fraction of the price that you would pay for, like, a bag of, like, you know, whatever you buy when you're on your way to go fishing. And these sticks are almost like anyone who likes craft beer. These sticks are like craft sticks that you're not going to get anywhere around where you live. Like, they're from Wyoming, you know, Wisconsin. You'll look down on Louisiana, and, and on the card inside of this box, they actually love list where they're that. from, the ingredients, and what they are. And for those of you health nuts out there, m- mostly all of them are without any of the types of sodium that they use to preserve the product, like in a Slim Jim or, or some of the other no main MSG. brand products that you buy. Yeah, they'll say no MSG, but it really is sodium. 
and and, and it's, it's it's a really bad a lot sodium. of like grass fed and yeah, yeah I mean it, 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 it truly it a lot so of unique I, stuff yeah. so since we've brought these guys on what I've been doing is I've actually been when I get it I wait to open it I go to my local liquor store that has a ton of craft beer and I select a six pack first I look and see what it is right I'm, I, actually I like <laughs> so what I do is I open it up I look and I see what's in there and I match I try to match like the six pack of beers that you pick the loose ones with what's in here and uh, you know it, it I mean, for me, one's not enough. I got a second subscription, like under my wife's name, that I'm, you know, and I don't know. It, it truly is something you could throw in your boat. It is, it's, you know, you don't need to put it in the cooler. You just throw it right in your glove box, and, it, and it's there. I mean, it's it, by far, for me, my favorite sponsor that we've brought on so far because the stuff is amazing. Very cool. I love. Not even I, close. I love the aspect of beer pairing with beef jerky yeah. and premium beef jerky. Not, you know, not. Bottom shelf, wah wah Ain't no Walmart. Gas station, gas station Not gas jerky. station beef jerky. <laughs> nope. This is really unique beef jerky uh, from all around the world, from all around every place. Let's open this up, and I want you to watch this right here. Just like the MTB unboxing, this is a really cool part, and it's hearing that box open for the first time. Listen to it. No, I don't have a knife. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's freaking tape. They, like, they, they lock them down. They lock them down. It's so hard to get in. No need for and flex I, cuffs. All right, Dave's opening it right now. We're, we're going to be able to, uh, once we get this open, yeah, we're going to be able to look at this sheet. This is one of the coolest. Dave mentioned it. One of the coolest the parts of the of the box to me oh, is, like, here it goes. Look at Watch how much this. you get here. Look at this. For the amount you pay, you cannot get this many sticks. Look at this. At your crappy, stinky convenience store where no one thanks you for buying the stuff you're buying. Look at mm. this. Like, And this is all look craft. This, look at this potpourri. Yeah. None of this stuff is trash, man. Like, it is all Serious. I, I seriously, we've had these guys on maybe like three months. There may have been like two sticks out of you know the seventy that I've had that I'm like, yeah, I would never buy that. The rest are amazing, man. Like, so give us a little update on what we it, got in this box. So we got, so the company Alligator Bob. You got a buffalo jerky strip. Uh, you know some of the, where's the one? This one's got dried chicken breast. So here's the one that oh my mangoes. god. So this one, actually, of all beers, and I know we're you know we're a craft beer snob crowd here, but I'm going to tell you, the Vermont Smoke and Cure went amazing Ooh. with a Corona, and it's Ooh. a jalapeno lime, grass-fed beef, the medium heat of jalapeno peppers, and a hint of zesty lime for a truly delicious snack, dude. That one was banging with a Corona. Man. Wow. Dang. Yeah. Uh, there was one I had with a stout. And I'm not a huge stout guy. Oh, was in this month's part. What is it? No, it was it was. There's the Vermont right there. Pete salivate. There, Pete. There's wild boar in this month's. Is there? Did you Ooh. get a wild boar? Let me see that. Rebecca? Wild boar. I thought you went wild boar hunting. Oh, yeah, I shot a boar. You did? Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, hey. I shot a boar. Beck, give me one. Give me something really cool. What do you got over there? Oh, here it was. So the Wicked, the wicked Cuts was the one I had with a stout, and it's, it's a volcanic jalapeno. Ooh. All beef flavored with five different peppers and blend it with proprietary spices. So Ooh. check it out, guys. What I'm all I'm saying is, if you subscribe to this, which you should, because it supports the show, and you should support the sponsors that actually keep this show afloat, get yourself a six pack after you read the menu and try to pair up what you think would go well with it. And I'll tell you, you'll enjoy it. You come home from work, long day work, it's hot, sweated out a bunch of stuff, put it back in with beer and beef jerky, man, and you <laughs> won't you won't be sorry. Yeah. I think most of them are gluten free. What is, what is gluten? Seriously. It's wheat. It's it's processed. It's it's the processing of like flour Gluten. or um, 
for like it was gluten and stuff it's the way they process it okay a lot of people can't digest it that way but they can eat straight like oats or whatever how it comes mm-hmm. straight off the plant but they can't do it once the processing happens yeah i'm going with the vermont lime i don't care yeah, Nobody we're good back yet. here, guys. Don't worry about it. Yeah, here you go, Eric. Up to the back. <laughs> feed, feed, feed the brothers in the back. Grab it from the bottom. There's a short one in there. Short is strong. Yeah, no, guys, for real. Powerful. If there's I got any big chunks of mango in mine. That that, that might be that mango chunk. There is one that has. It's very good. That very is that the turkey one? Bed. Is that the turkey? Yeah. Yeah. Wicked no, chicken. Mild manner. Volcanic jalapeno. At the mild manner. So simply snacking. Uh, where's that out? It says where it's out of on there. I think that's the. Oh, is yeah. that out of Vermont? I'll go. Yeah. I'll go. I got Oshkosh, the sh- Wisconsin. Mike. Wisconsin. New and yeah, right, Wisconsin. Hey, we were just in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. I didn't see the fact. There are so many on here that you would otherwise <laughs> never have, and it's so. The price is so much smaller, and like what you would spend for your morning <laughs> snacks to go out on a tournament, like that's the box for the month, man. That's right. The, who has the rugged meats? That's the one you need. The wild boar sriracha. That known. one is awesome. Did you get that? I've been that known. was my favorite. Oh man, yeah, it's fired up. Wild boar. Yeah, my, that was one of I my I can favorite, feel the dude. pores in my head opening, man. Yeah, yeah. Pete's pores. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. Dave, did you have the Hawaiian uncured uh, meat pot? Snack? I only got four left in the box for this month. Which one is one, it? I got, I got the uncured Becky. Hawaiian. What? He's double dipping already. Eric, From Schneider Eric, Farms. You know what? It's amazing. I have to hide the boxes now when they come because Eric eats them all in the Ooh. office and all the Mike and Ike candies. He lives <laughs> off of them. And the expired. Well, and look at Eric's figure. He's, he's skinny. All right. He is slim Jim. I tells you if it was bad for you, he'd be. You know, he'd look like me. <laughs> no, I didn't have that one, Rich. That's one of the ones that I have left at the house. Everyone's listening to us eat. Sorry. The Schneider Farms. No, I got two Guys, this is seriously the one you need to get. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm biased with this because I love these, pairing them up with the beers and stuff. Wow. But This is bomb. The, uh, the, the, I have the mild-mannered right here, uh, grass-fed beef jerky. It's going great, Dave, with the green zebra founders right now. How do you like, like that green zebra, Mike? Oh, I like it. That's good, right? I like it. It's really good. Yeah. I've only ever had one. And yeah, I love so, all the spices. I've so only we, ever had one that totally like was like super hot, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. I forget which one it was, but it was hot heat two months ago. So we didn't get to talk about me fishing with John Cox at ICAST yet. Did we get to talk about that? <laughs> Brian wants us to talk about uh, him. Yeah, would you like to start that? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you got. Why don't you start? Because uh, you want to talk well, about Pete it. Pete wants to start it. He got to fish with John Cox, who's red hot. He's won two tournaments this year. Ultra laid back guy, one of our favorite interviews at Bash University, and uh, and you know you scammed your way into fishing with him. That's right. <laughs> Damn right I did. An opportunist. And it seemed seemed uh, it seemed pretty awesome. You guys really came close to winning that derby, and and you did really well in particular in that I did. derby. We had to fish on to win. I had to come come off a few times. Lost to um, Peter T. Had a little over 20 pounds. We had 19 and change. Mm-hmm. Two off by half a pound, but it was a good time, man. Four-hour tournament. Becky, he just grabbed the third one. Thanks, buddy. Becky! <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. Whoop! Whoop! I, was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that means that Brian's a narc. 
But um, yeah, fish with John Cox, Hunter Shrock, and John's buddy Keith, and four-hour tournament, the ICAST Cup, day before ICAST. It was a good time, man, on Lake Toho. Yeah, that was. That's, you've done it a few times now. Where, uh, where'd you, where did you finish last year? Uh, middle of the pack. Middle of the pack. Like yeah, I had a good mm-hmm. time with the Freedom Freedom yeah. Tackle guys. Yeah, caught them, but we caught them good this year. I caught them really good this year too. You know what's interesting about that derby? He talked about massive amounts of current yeah. coming through Lake Toho. I know. I got to see it. You did? Did you see, see a lot it. of current, Mike? A lot of current. Yeah, I fished it on Saturday. A uh, little bit different tournament, not not strictly a bass tournament. Oh, um, uh, okay. But I got to see the current going through there, which wow. was interesting. So all basically any tributary dumping into the lake had a massive amount of current coming out of it. And then, of course, the locks themselves, yeah. where all the water was funneling through, more current than I've ever seen. You know. Did you go up behind the lock and fish? I did fish behind the lock. Uh, unfortunately, they weren't they weren't there because yeah. the current was so massive that I don't think they could physically hold in that area. Oh wow! You know. Yeah. It was totally different than when I I had fished here years did ago. Did you fish where yeah. that the, the mouth of that creek? The mouth of Shingle Creek. Uh, in the morning when I went there, there were three or four guide boats fishing shiners there. Yeah. And then three or four more boats were coming off pad to fish that spot. Okay. So it, was, it had a lot of pressure, so I didn't fish that spot. Yeah. But everywhere I caught them um, that day, current had to play a factor really? into it. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, that is. I've, I've never seen that or heard of that much current through there in the times that we fished it right. over the years. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah, but for everybody asking and wondering out there, I did outfish John Cox and Hunter Frog. <laughs> there was lots of people asking and wondering was, that. I know. The board was lit up, and yes, I did outfish the boat that day. Yeah, you did. You caught you caught how many fish? I had at least I had two two of the fours we waited. <laughs> two of the fours you waited. But I caught more numbers in the boat. So. Awesome. Just let you guys know. Thank you. Well done. Well there done, BTC. There you have it. All right. Let me know uh, if you need a Tommy Copper for that shoulder you just threw out. For yeah. <laughs> Tommy <laughs> Copper. All right. Real quick, Brian. I want to get uh, – I'd love to uh, get Mr. Duke on, but let's – Let's open this box real quick. Want to this remind is not you, a pro box. No, opening. this is uh, this is the box that Janet wanted us to open, right? It's the elitist box. Okay, elite. this is it. This is the mystery tackle box, elite box. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna open this thing up right now uh, for the first time. You hear the seal breaking. I'm using a Founders bottle opener to break this seal. And let me remind you, Pete, Ike Live is the only live webcast that does an MTB unboxing, and this thing is like. Christmas to your doorstep once a month, and uh, it's amazing the stuff in here. It it forces you to uh, to use baits that you've never used before, <laughs> which I love. I love that concept of of using baits for the first time. Uh, <laughs> Something weird just happened. Um, sorry. Uh, oh, no. oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I grabbed the wrong box. Was it, yeah. I opened box? up the crappie box. The crappie yeah, box. yeah. <laughs> opened up the crappie box, which I love the crappie box too. That's the other thing for all you guys watching. If you like crappie fishing or trout or saltwater, Mystery Tackle Box has a box for you. Catfish, but this is pump, pump. catfish box, yeah. But this is the one. This is our favorite, Pete. And you know we've been uh, utilizing this for a lot of years now. This is the Elite box, and this is the one that's got the really, really cutting edge stuff, and I love that. And so with with us being on the heels of iCast. Let's go ahead and take a look and see what's in here. Maybe some of the stuff that we we saw at iCast. Spiders might have an iCast best in showing right there. Might have it. Okay, there we go. Two seals busted. Wow. 
of course, love love the fact that there's a sticker in there. I always give that to <laughs> Vegas. You ever see Vegas's stickers everything up? Whenever he gets that from. Uh, I'm going to go in this box, and, uh, oh, man, a lot of really cool stuff I'm seeing right off the bat. Uh, boy, I don't know. I don't even know where to start. Uh, definitely, I'm seeing some products that were highlighted at iCast. Uh, but but instead of grabbing that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab something because it has a word on it. I'm going to pass the box over to Pete, and then we'll get it over to the casting couch. Look at this. I want I want you to see this. Frog fishing. Outside of the Ned Rig, Pete, you got to admit, soft-bodied frogs have been a huge category mm-hmm. at ICAST. Uh, out of the box, the first thing I saw is a frog from Spro. And, and Dean Rojas and the Bronze Eye, they've really innovated with this. But look what it says on this frog. It says, Gloyd it. Right on the front. You see that sticker? Gloyd it. And we talked about Gloyd earlier, but this is... Um, this is a Dean Rojas Spro frog, but it's not the it's not the popper, and it's not the frog. This is the bronze eye shad in a 65. Here's the other thing, and I'm gonna hand it to you, Pete. The other thing, this is an interesting color. Look at that. It's almost yellow copperish on the bottom. To me, that'd be a great bluegill imitation. So yeah, there you have it. A, a, a bronze eye shad 65. Really neat, Pete. Man, there's you know there's a lot. Of good stuff here in the elite box, honestly. I see I see some Z-Man products which I was going to talk about and uh, spinner bait. Uh, well, I'm going to pass it around. But before Eric the intern got a hold of this one, uh, oh, I knew it. I knew he would go for that. Yeah, I saw that in there. A lighted vibe minnow. Whoa! <laughs> a, a blade bait? Yeah, it's a blade bait. Whoa! Wow. With it's a light in it. It's got a uh, some type of light system in there. What? Had to go to the top Remi- of the East Christmas oh. tree. This is reminiscent of laser lore. Yeah, it, it certainly is. It's uh, it's unique. It's unique. Blade bait with a light in it. I like it. Wow. Becky, I'm going to chuck it. There you have it. It's going Damn. back, oh, back, back, picking a product Damn. out. Great catch. Uh-huh. You know, Pete, that? you winged it at her face. Wow. <laughs> wow. What, what, once again, Pete, I, I want to stress to people watching this right now, one of the keys of this box is it puts brand new products at your yeah. fingertips uh, once a month, and it really... Gives you lures that you might not go would, out and buy yourself. See, you I'm might a, not get that. I'm a, that frog, I'm a blade bait guy. Yeah. I'm a blade bait guy. I love fishing this technique in a lot of different scenarios. So when I see things like with blades with rattles in them uh, that do something a little bit light, different, sound, light, color. This this is intriguing. It's to unique. Me. It's unique. Yeah. Good hooks on this pro, dude. Sticky. Good hooks. Gammies. Very sticky, gammies. man. Yeah, gammies. Back. What do you got? All right. Pete? So I I picked out this riot baits. Riot! worm, which, okay, so you could definitely rig this a, a whole bunch of ways, but I think it's pretty interesting the way they poured it, because they poured it like, you're probably going to have to get close on this, or I'll pass it back to Brian, but like, half is like a purple, and the other half is like, like, like the green pumpkin with the blue flake in it. Yeah, but laminate it, color. But like, there's not a sheer like line to Mardi it. Gras. Mardi Gras. Mardi <laughs> Gras. There's no gold flake. I only call things Mardi Gras when there's gold flake in it. Wow, that's Golden a cool looking Mardi Gras still a thing? What I, do they call that? There's no name on here. Oh. Party in your pants. I don't know. I, it's kind of cool, though. <laughs> Wacky rig, soft stick bait style lore. But definitely the way it's got the two-tone. Pants yeah. party. Like party it. gras. It's segmented. Party gras. Dave? Yeah. Dave, what do you got? 
So I have a $17 bait, a nice little square bill Lucky Craft. Wow, Ooh, look at that. You know, like right in there. Translucent. Lucky Craft in the Elite Box. In the Elite mm-hmm. Box, yeah. I mean, it, you know, that, those hooks are as sticky as any of the others. It's a little shallow diver, Dave? Is it, is it a, is like a two-footer, a one-footer, three-footer? Uh, m- might be about a minus one. Yeah. Oh, it looks good. Nice little reddish crawl color on there. Yeah. Are right, we gonna pass bucket. it? We're gonna pass it back and get a couple picks from from Riz and Brian the Carpenter back here, and then we'll go on with the show. So we are the leading live unboxing. Crazy. That's right. There's a lot of unboxing. Mystery tackle box. Oh, dude! If you go to YouTube, <laughs> yeah. there are a lot of in the can unboxings that people yeah. record yeah. themselves. Yeah. yeah, they'll put a camera up and they'll do an unboxing. It's big, not just in fishing, but it's yeah. across the board. But live, that's a big kid yeah. thing. Yeah. Though. It's a big kid, dude. Thing. Yeah. You can like watch kids open toys. One of the yeah. number one earners yeah. on YouTube is a kid that just unboxes toys oh, and talks about them. Wow! And he's one of the number one earners. Good wow. for him. Of all YouTube. Good for him. That's yeah. awesome. Figured it out. At a young age. All right, what do we got back here? Who we got, Riz? Yep, I got, got? A, uh, I got a big bite baits, uh, three-inch Yo Daddy black sapphire, blue silver crawl. It's a little flipping bait. Yo Daddy? Probably a, uh, a, a three-aught uh, three hook goes in it. How, how's Mama and them? Yo, yo, daddy. How's mama and them. <laughs> well, how's mama and them? Yeah, yo, daddy and them. <laughs> yeah, that smelled. smelled of course, right. Brian smells it. Cool. But uh, yeah, little flipping bait here. Probably used it on the back of a of a jig. Um, cool little bait. Riz, could you utilize that in a Thursday nighter tomorrow on Stewart's? I, I absolutely could. Yeah. I, I grabbed it because the first thing I try to do every night or every day is flip, and that's. That's that's a good bait for it, right? Nice. There. All right, Brian and Carpenter, what do you got? We got a spinnerbait. Woohoo! A white double willow spinnerbait. Woohoo! And some really, really, really stank little. I don't know what little they fluke are. Little style baits. Hammer sticks. Yeah, boy, they, good. They, they oh, is that the squid set? Yeah. Strong and, squid set. Uh, some Z-Man pop shads. Little top water soft plastic, John. Wow. Very cool. I mean, tomorrow's bait could. Really, predominantly be suicide for having to fish on Woodbury Lake. (laughs) Could be. Could be. The results are mixed there. You know, I've had some good days over the years. I've had some bad ones. Uh, There you have it, folks. Uh, Mystery tackle box. That's the elite box. Live unboxing. Pete, good representation of the broad categories and and unique styles that they put in your hands once a month. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of high dollar baits in there. Yep. Good all around categories. Yep. It's a fun gift, man. It's fun. It really is. It's fun. I love it. It would take you six rods to rig. You could you could rig up six rods with what you had in that box, I'm, or I'm, more. I'm, yeah. Yeah, because I'm I'm looking at this frog and this is fascinating and I I the skirt got, placement right how the, how the skirt placement is unusual. It's vertical. Yeah. It looks like a walk the dog bait. It would yeah. walk very well. I, I'm I'm wondering what this is going to do in the water and I want to try it. Yeah. You know Absolutely. what I mean. Yeah. That frog ain't going to make it back in the box. No, nah, it isn't going to make it back. Somebody's, Somebody's taking that, that. Brian. Somebody's <laughs> taking that back. Yeah. It's, it's closest to me right now. Yeah, there you have it. Uh, Eric. Beautiful, beautiful. MTB unboxing here on Like Live. Um, man, this to me, Pete, this show has been weird. We've been delayed. <laughs> We've had weather, lightning strikes. We've had power outages. 
We've had Becky the police come in twice and interrupt the show. Pride. Uh, I went and tucked her in bed, and she goes. The first thing she said when she climbed in her bed, "Where's my baby?" Oh my gosh! Uh, so I you s- took the active baby. That I she stole. I stole the bed doll. I stole the bed doll. I was like, "I'll be back." There's been some some bad things, but Pete, uh, <laughs> we we have literally saved the best for last. Uh, friend of the show, uh, Pete. Both both of us have known this guy for a lot of years, and uh, you know when you talk about authorities on fishing, on the world of fishing, yeah. but when you talk about authorities on bass fishing, I don't know that anyone alive knows stats, history, facts better than this guy. Is there anybody alive that knows that better? I I don't know anybody that's even close. Well, I'd say Ronnie Moore, even young young. Um, uh, ripe. He's in development. He's in development. <laughs> He's in development. But, Ronnie Moore's in development. He's Ronnie's the next development. generation. He's the yeah. next generation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, this guy is is knows it all, mm. and good friend of the show, and a great guy to talk to. And the about, longest intro ever. And the longest intro. Ever. <laughs> I think oh, he fell asleep. He didn't fall asleep. <laughs> well, he, yeah, he fell asleep because it's eleven o'clock Eastern time. Is um, it? Yeah, it is. We've got Ken Duke and. Uh, Pete, I couldn't think of a better guy to get on to talk about. This is the Ike Live iCast special. To talk about iCast. We've got joining us now via Skype. Thank you for waiting. The one and only Mr. Ken Duke joins Ike Live. And Thank we- you for having me, guys. I appreciate it. I was dead asleep until you compared me with Ronnie Moore. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, it's opposite ends of the spectrum, you know. Um, Ronnie's held, Ronnie. He's got to be in his 20s still, right? Isn't he in his twenties? Yeah, yeah, probably still in his twenties. But uh, you know, I don't make nearly as many mistakes. Well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that, may, that may be true. That may be true. Can uh, we've been talking all night? I cast, and I want to. I want to hear it from you. I asked Pete. I asked Brian. I asked Becky. I asked, I asked everybody in the room, including our other guests. Um, what is I cast? What is what does I cast mean to you? For people listening and watching that have never been there, what is I cast? Well, ICAST is the International Convention of Allied Sport Fishing Trades, Mike. It's the it's the biggest trade show uh, for our sport worldwide. There are bigger consumer shows, as Pete was pointing out, uh, seven or eight hours ago. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the biggest trade show, and it's a, it's a big deal, obviously. It's where all the big manufacturers show up to show their new stuff, and uh, they're you know hoping that it catches on, hoping that it gets some media attention hoping it gets some uh, buyer attention wow uh, it, becky mentioned uh she came on in, in the second segment icast has changed a lot and i i want to get your opinion on it because you've been there for a lot of years uh i have becky has pete has um compare icast today in 2019 to icast say 10 years ago 2009 what has changed at icast in your opinion I think the biggest change has been from a buying show where you had a lot of retail and wholesale buyers making orders. It's become more of a media show. And I think it really started, uh, like Becky said, Becky, clearly the analytical one. In the <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it, when, when the GoPro on a stick guys invaded iCast about 10 years ago, it really changed. Now I'm talking to manufacturers who tell me they had a great iCast and yet they didn't take even a single order. You know, those wow. orders might take another month or two months to come in. 
And that's a big deal. It's a big change. Wow. Yeah. How about that? Isn't that interesting, Pete? Yeah. I, I think Becky nailed it, you know, and we see it. You know, it's uh, it's it's all about that. You know, I got to ask you, though, Ken, is it, you know, the orders aren't coming in for another month, but it, is this speaking to the fact that there's not quite as many brick-and-mortar retailers out there that do this? Is, is, is that one of the reasons? Well, you know, actually, Pete, it's hard to say. You know, there are still quite a few brick-and-mortar retailers out there who are doing great business. You know, just the fact mm-hmm. that uh, Fast Pro Shops, Cabela's are so big and they're everywhere is, is not driving retailers out of business who understand how to differentiate themselves. They're still doing quite well. I think uh, I think what's happening is there's been a change in the show. Some of the wholesalers are doing a great job, so they're covering the show really well. And, and if you look at the numbers, this is a weird thing about iCast. Most of the people who attend iCast in terms of buyers, wholesale and retail buyers, most of them call Florida home. Wow. Huh. How about that? Isn't that interesting? Yeah. What percentage? About 52%. Wow. Over half. Dang. That's I'm crazy. afraid of David, for the record. I'm afraid he's going to put on the Stormtrooper thing and start. <laughs> so, Dave, Dave, full respect here, my friend. <laughs> That's a pretty astute voice observation on your part, my friend. No one has ever recognized me yet. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. So maybe we'll wear Dave's mask I'm your next new biggest year, fan, Ken Duke. Pete's mask. Wait, so I want to go back to the 52%. So is that why ICAST has stayed in Florida for so many years? Honestly, I think the reason ICAST has stayed in Florida is because attendance is so much better. You had almost 15,000 people come to ICAST the last two years. If it were to go back to Las Vegas, for example, that number would probably drop below 10,000, and nobody at ASA wants to see that happen on their watch. Wow. That's interesting. Well, let me, real quick, since Becky, I had that in my notes, but Becky brought it up, uh, I do want to uh, pop over to Instagram, and we have a comment uh, for you uh, from Becky Iconelli on Instagram that just came through, and the comment is, please bring it back to Vegas! <laughs> it's, it's just not means. likely to happen. As a matter of fact, <laughs> ASA has pretty well committed to Florida through 2026. Wow! 2026, wow. Pete. Can you even think of that far ahead? People have a walker. I have one request. <laughs> That'll be our 20th anniversary, Michael. Maybe Ken could pull some strings and we could go back to Vegas. Is that, that our 20th? 20th anniversary wow. of our meeting in Vegas at ICAST. Right, but we did get engaged. I just, I just want to put that, that bug in here. But let me, the flip side is we did get engaged at ICAST in Orlando. This is true. So that is special place too. Can well. we go back to yeah. Pete? Like by that time he'll be in like a he'll be in like a Stephen Hawking face deer <laughs> wheelchair, dude. <laughs> Ass to the left, you know what I mean? <laughs> Which way to the B U booth? <laughs> Justin, can you assist me? Now, I'm glad you said because, of course, I'm vision, visualizing this. JK's pushing him, and he's in some kind of you know device. He's, he's being assisted. But those damn old women security guards will not let him in. Yeah. Dude, they have hounded me so much over the years. They're so particular. They're scanning now. They're looking. They're taking DNA samples just to get in damn ICAST anymore. Yeah. 
It's crazy. Oh, we got the back elevator. Wait, so Ken, did that many people try to sneak in? Becky, you might be surprised. You know, they let the high school and college bass anglers the, from the clubs come in on Friday. And uh, I'm, I can't say I'm in favor of that. I understand we've got to grow the sport, but I'm not sure they really need to go into into the ICAST. Um, they're always trying to tighten up the reins on who gets in. There are a lot of badge classifications, but it basically works down to media, buyers, and, of course, exhibitors. Um, they're always tightening things up and, and trying to make it a better show, but it's controversial about who gets in, who doesn't. Ken, have you figured out yet that, like, the Ike Live crew is, you know... <laughs> Like clandestinely using the BU uh, to get the, the access. Smedia. Smedia. I actually serve on the trade show committee of ASA, and that's what we look at is we look at ICAST, and I can see right now we got to tighten up on those media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that 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 might be the right thing to do. Uh, I, w- I want to switch gears just a second because another really cool thing that happens at ICAST Pete that we didn't talk about. I want people to know this is that um, there are a lot of seminars, there are speakers, there's information uh, gathering, you, you know that that talk about the state of the sport, the state of the industry, the state of business. Fill us in on a little bit of that, Ken, because I didn't even this year make a single one of those, and I'd, I'd like to know personally, how's it how's it doing? How's sport fishing doing? The industry's doing pretty good right now, Mike. We're, we're finding ways to grow the sport by increasing license sales and getting people who had licenses to renew licenses and to recruit new people into the sport. Um, a lot of the seminars that I cast are designed to help manufacturers and most particularly retailers do more business. There were 15 seminars going on uh, before the show floor even yeah. opened each morning, and they were all geared to helping retailers. As a matter of fact, I did two of them, and uh, hopefully they're they're going to draw more retail members, and it's going to allow us to sell a lot more products down the road. Wow, that's interesting. Well, I'm I'm glad fishing is doing good, Pete. That's that's good news. You know, the interesting thing is Becky and I talk about it all the time. We see it. You know, it's it's hard because. Through social media, through interactions at tournaments or events, we legitimately feel like there are new people fishing. Kids, even adults, you know, new people fishing. But to hear it from, you know, from, from ASA, from ICAST, from a stat standpoint, that's, that's exciting, man. That, that, well, that is exciting. Is, is our fishing license sales growing? They are growing, Pete, but they're probably not growing, they're not growing as fast as the population is growing. And honestly, we hit higher numbers in license sales uh, in the early 90s. Uh, it's only recently that we've gotten back to those numbers. And, of course, our population was a lot lower then. So fishing overall is, is picking up in recent years. But I think there's an excellent argument that, especially in the bass fishing world and, and tournament world, that the sport was bigger and stronger before you know, I can 27, 28 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not funny. <laughs> it's not funny. All right, uh, I I want to jump into this and and you know this is a key point that we talked about in the first segment, and really it, it's important for us to get another some other opinions on it. Uh, a lot of people really look hard at at best the show. It's it's an important part of the show uh, for for the fishermen. For the retailers, you know, for everybody involved in, in, in fishing industry, best of show is an important thing. Um, you know, I, I, I think what we flushed out in the first segment was 
there were some standouts that, you know, really we thought deserved it. You know, they were products that were innovative and new and cutting edge. And there were others that were borderline um, novelty. You know, I, I, I don't, and, and I want to, I want to, I want to tread this lightly. Other products that won best of show that were maybe not the, the 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 best that we saw, the best that the media saw, the general public saw. Talk us through that a little bit. Give us an honest, you know, an honest opinion of of that process and and where it's at. Uh, gimmicky products have always been a part of iCast, always been a part of best of show, and. Uh, this year, of course, we had the, the spider from Lunker Hunt. We've had buckets win before. Uh, we've had Freddy the Frog. We've had a bat, a duck. It happens all the time. I think that uh, we see a lot of that novelty stuff win because the media is voting. And, and a retailer is going to vote for what he can sell. A wholesaler is going to vote for what he can sell. Right. A media person is going to is going to talk about and write about something that looks like a cool story or something that looks radically different. It's my opinion that a lot of these novelty things are winning because the media is voting. And I don't think I'm, I'm the media. I don't think the media should be voting in the show. Wow. I, I think that's a mistake. Yeah. And, and that's a controversial thing. A year ago, I made a motion in the trade show committee that we eliminate the media vote. I couldn't even get a second for that. Wow. But at this year's meeting at the show, uh, a couple of other representatives, a couple of other committee members, including John Cruz, John uh, seemed to show that they were interested in maybe seeing that that situation change. You, you so I'm hopeful. The, you think the spider helped you on that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. I, I, I used to have arachnophobia, Dave, but no more. <laughs> I was happy to see the spider. And, you know, hey, more power to the folks at Lunker Hunt if they can – create a bait that's offbeat enough to get that kind of press. Good for them. Right. And I, 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 I'd agree with you. I think uh, I think some changes need to be in place. I think, you know, there's a different process that, that could work. What do you what do you envision that process being? If the media you know isn't isn't voting, isn't the isn't the, the, the you know the end game to it, what would be the what would be the process of picking best to show? Well I agree first of all with this comment you made a, a minute ago, Mike, in that a lot of people put a lot of stock in this best of show stuff. A lot of marketing departments. A lot of guys' jobs kind of depend yeah. on doing well at the show. Yeah. Uh, I would like to see the only votes being cast by, whole, by wholesale and retail buyers because those are the mm. people who ultimately have to sell this stuff to the end user. Yeah, that's good. And I think if we get that, we get a lot more prestigious awards. We get awards that actually mean something in the marketplace, and that helps our industry. Right. Don't you think that that should be – the decision should be like in the hands of me, you know. <laughs> but I would think, <laughs> wow, wow, wow. I will personally advocate that at the next. <laughs> but not like like guys that that fish that full time use products that um, live by them. I mean. Um, shouldn't they be the ones selecting the winners? Ken, I'm going to interrupt you. I'm sorry, no. because then you fall right into what Brian said. You're, you're going to go lock and step with who pays your bills, man. 
Ooh. It can't be you. Yeah, but so are the retailers. They're going to be doing the same retailers thing. Retailers are like, going to go with who sells who, who they're selling. Why are they going to sell more? Because you know this company is going to spend a billion dollars in advertising. So I'm going to pick them because I know they're mm. going to advertise it, and I'm going to have a chance. There's there's always every you know, level's jaded to yeah. some extent. Yeah. Give like an angling IQ test, and like 50 percent of the people <laughs> yeah. attending vote. But they got to have an IQ test first. Not like dingbats, like they vote everywhere else. No, you but uh, but you know it, it it is the industry, and I see I see Ken's point, but. Uh, you know, I'm. I, you know, the buyers and the sellers, they got to they got to buy and sell this stuff. But man, I, I just kind of think anglers ought to be in charge. You'd of some be selling of these us decisions. all Evan roots. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think there should be a side panel of like a bunch of kids, like eight to ten. year Because the duck kids. would win every year. But the eight to ten year old kids. To, yeah. to the points that y'all are making, I think first of all, Pete, you do decide the winner ultimately because. You're going in. You're an angler going into a shop and purchasing the stuff. So, you know, the Lunker Hunt spider might win at ICAST, but will it win in the marketplace where it really matters? Uh, you do decide that. I decide that because I'm a fisherman. Um, but if they win the marketing effort, if they win the uh, the push to get more publicity and stuff like that, you know, maybe that's harmless. What I would like to see is kind of a split vote. Let the media vote. Let the buyers vote, but keep them separate and and tell tell the world how each side voted. Yeah, that's, that's a good idea. Interesting. I, well, a lot more unbiased. Un- now we saw we saw some uh, like the spider one and you know various things you know wanted to show. You're the historian. Uh, yes. Let me know about what what it, did uh, like the chatterbait ever win? Did the senko yeah. ever win? Do, what, what, did any of these yeah. awesome game changers ever win? Flying lure? Helicopter? No, no they're both <laughs> you know, A lot of times what the problem is with a bait, let's look at the Senko, for example. Gary Yamamoto came up with that in like 95, 96. He designed it to be uh, an answer to the Zoom flute. Obviously, people fish that bait very differently. It took years before people understood how to fish that bait effectively. By then, it was no longer new, couldn't win at ICAST. Usually what happens with some of these baits that, that we call revolutionary is that you can't just look at them and tell they're amazing. Uh, you have to fish them. And the problem you guys were talking about uh, two days ago on this segment, uh, <laughs> you can't really, can't really test the baits. Uh, you can't really see how they work. You, there is an opportunity to do that at what they call on the water, which comes on Tuesday before ICAST opens. Mm. Yeah. But honestly, we weren't, we weren't invited. Of, we weren't invited to that BTC. Well, actually, you just got to look at the you just got to look at the emails. Yeah. If you're if you're a badge holder at ICAST, okay. you're invited. Especially if you're a media badge holder, you are invited to come out there and check that stuff out. I was busy out fishing Hunter Shryock and John Cox. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, sounds like a better thing to do than on the water. It's a better thing. All right, Ken, I want to keep it going because this is a twenty hour show. I do have two more <laughs> semi controversial things to run past you. This one yes. I think you've heard earlier in the show as well, and I wanted to get your opinion on it. Um, uh, sex integrating <laughs> into iCast. Let's just straight up say it. Uh, we've seen it at SEMA. We've seen it at the Consumer Electronics Shows, Miami Boat Show. It seems more and more every year we're seeing uh, promo models and boobies uh, at iCast. What, what's your opinion on that? Because I know it, it's funny. Becky and I talk all the time about it, but the fishing industry as a whole, for whatever reason, always seems a bit back more conservative conservative you know maybe 10 years back 
from mainstream America. What's what's the feeling going around uh, ICAST at the upper 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 circles with boobies? <laughs> There's always a lot of talk about whether there should be some restrictions and. And the problem, I think, is exactly how do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line? How do you phrase it and set up rules like that? I honestly think that that's gotten a little bit less, become a little bit less of an issue since we don't get, go back to Las Vegas anymore. Right. I thought that sort of situation was a lot more prevalent when when we were there. Yeah. Yeah, I thought there was more sex at last year's. At last year's? Yeah. Could be. Could be. There was quite a bit. Uh, this one's interesting, and I uh, want to get your take on it. Um, this year, I think, is and, – and you're the story. You might know better than us, but it's one of the first years we saw um, a manufacturer sort of purposely defect from ICAST this year. And we won't even, we won't even say the name, but a, 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 manuf- a lore manufacturer got a hotel across the street. From the iCast show, and sent invitations to media to come to their booth in a different location to sort of sidestep iCast altogether. I've heard everything last week from it was genius to it was backstabbing to it was disrespectful to it it was smart. Where 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 where's your head at on it, Ken? I think it's potentially very smart. Uh, I'm sure that uh, ASA doesn't like that sort of thing. They they would probably feel like that manufacturer is, is leeching off the iCast event. Uh, but I, I think it has a lot of value. More and more we're seeing the, the savvy companies, the companies with big budgets, do off-site events uh, around iCast, especially on Tuesday before the show floor opens, especially at parties after the show floor closes. Uh, private breakfast, things like that. The folks who have the bucks to do it, the folks who have the contacts to pull it off and get the right people in attendance at their functions, uh, that's been a part of ICAST for a long time, and, and I think it's only going to continue. Wow. Wow. What do you think about that, Pete? I'm just curious. Did you attend the Guggen party? I did not. But I also wasn't invited. I think I'm about 75 years too old for that. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right, a uh, li- little bit of we got to throw in a little funny for you at some point, and uh, got to just to, you know normally these are the Ike Live rapid fire. We got five for it, but just have one for you tonight, Ken, since it's an eight-hour show. Uh, Going to give you three names, and you got to tell me which one of these three names attended the 2019 ICAST in Orlando. A Bob Cobb, B, Byron Velvick, or C, Orlando Wilson. Wow. Which D, one attended? Or D, Shelly Sanders. No, <laughs> or D, Shelly Sanders. Uh, Bob Cobb, Byron Velvick, or Orlando Wilson. I'm going to I'm gonna guess Byron Velvick. By- Byron Velvick is correct. Byron <laughs> Velvick making a guest appearance this year wow. uh, at the Livingston booth. A blast from the past. I, I saw him from afar wow. this year. I didn't yeah. see him. Yeah, no Bob Cobb or no Orlando Wilson. At this year's show. How about Shelly Sanders? I don't know. Was Shelly there? I don't think so. I don't think she was either. I don't know. That actually leads to our last big topic with you, Ken. It's been a long night. Um, but we'd, we'd be, uh, we, we have to ask you this. We've, we've got you here. We get you here about every, I don't know, about what, what, every 10 shows. I feel like we have you on. Maybe more. Uh, MLF, Major League Fishing versus BASS. Here we are, uh, MLF official tour seasons done. BASS about three quarters 
of the way through. Um, God, it's it it literally controlled our show for it seemed like four or five shows in a row. Uh, and now that we're we're sort of through it, give us give us your opinion on. It. I want I want to hear your take on it um, from a, from a lot of standpoints. What what what's the what's the feeling out there in, in at ASA and mainstream fishing world? What's the feeling on MLF versus bass? Well, first of all, from an ASA perspective, I, I obviously can't speak for that organization. I can tell you that the people I, I talk with there on the trade show committee and so forth, they're uh, they're all wondering where their best marketing and advertising dollars being spent, and, and the jury's still out on that. Uh, one of the things that that comes to mind for me is uh, that you know everybody everybody talks a big game about growing the sport. I'm not sure that any of those organizations right now have found a significant way to grow the sport. And, and what I like to explain to people is this is the pie of the sport of bass fishing, okay? Here's all your potential sponsors. Here's all your money. Here's all your tournament opportunities and so forth. Here's the pie. And I think that with three big entities out there instead of two, I didn't see the pie get any bigger. Right. What I right. saw was another fork get thrown on the table. Mm. And I think that until somebody figures out how to grow the sport and grow that pie that everybody's fighting to get a piece of, we don't have any winners. Right. I wonder I wonder about today, I've been asking friends this question, and I guess I'm making it almost in the form of a statement. I wonder if today, if on some level, all the pro anglers aren't a little bit worse off than they were a year ago. Mm. Because a guy like Mike Iconelli was fishing – two tours essentially and benefiting from both um i wonder about that that's a a big question to me and i'm a huge fan of the sport as as i hope you guys know and and i'm not sure what's going on right now i think there's still a lot of uh still a lot of battles to be won before somebody takes the war down do you have any predictions on where this will be 12 or 24 months from now I tend to believe there will only be two players within three years or something like that. Um, but I'm, I look at, I look at major league fishing and I say to myself, wow, that's where the bulk of the stars are. And I, I look a little closer and I say, wow, those guys have the deepest pockets. They have a tremendous amount of money. The last time I saw Stan Kroenke on TV, he was in the uh, owner's box, at the Super Bowl. And, and I look at a lot of the guys who I think are, are super bright in the sport, and they're in MLF too. So uh, I hate to uh, – I don't see how I can bet against MLF and the Bass Pro Tour, but by the same token, I think there are hurdles that the Bass Pro Tour and MLF face. I mean, I I, I don't know. It's it's tough, man. I, I thought there might be a clearer path to victory when I looked at this thing six months ago. Now it looks a lot muddier. Right, I, I, yeah, I've heard. I'm not trying to dodge your question at all. Yeah, no, I've, I've heard that, I've heard that from other people. So let me, let me, let me just phrase it a different way. And Pete, I'll, I'll let you go. Has bass held on a lot better than what you thought? I think bass got incredibly fortunate when Rick Clun won the Elite Opener. Yeah, they could not have hoped for anything better than that. That put some legitimacy back in their game i thought uh beyond that though you look at you look at uh drew cook who's leading the aoi race if you want to talk numbers 
He's having, if he continues at exactly the same pace and wins AOI, it'll be the least least impressive statistical year ever to win AOI. Wow. And that tells me that had those 68 guys from last year's Elite Series been out there to fish, that the great likelihood is somebody else is going to take that down. Um, if Bass wins, it's going to be shocking on some level because what have they done to win? You know, I haven't yeah. seen anything done on their part to win. I haven't seen them jump out and do something new and revolutionary and terribly interesting. They're just kind of maintaining the status quo. On some level, I could argue they haven't fired a shot. Right. And yet they, and yet they could win because if the audience doesn't adapt to what MLF and the Bass Pro Tour is doing, or if the audience doesn't do a, 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 an about face and suddenly move over to FLW, then, then Bass could win without doing anything except giving free entry fees to a bunch of elite guys who didn't have an option in the first place. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I You know, that's a, you know, really insightful stuff. I know when I talked to you at last ICAST, you, we were talking about this privately, and you talked about uh, it's the contest is for the eyeballs um, and who wins the eyeballs, and, uh, and, and the verdict's just not out on that yet. Well, first, Pete, I'd like to thank you for bringing up what was a private conversation. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> well, you won't no, be having any exactly more of those right. with Pete. Pete Cronkite. A note to everybody else in the room there. You know, be careful having a conversation that's private with Pete. <laughs> no, I think I, I think I actually said that on, on the show last year from the classic. But, yeah, yeah. I think that's exactly right. You know, the first battle was when MLF took 68 elite pros and filled their field, and, and Bass only kept six guys. Uh, so MLF certainly won that battle, but yeah, the war is still being fought, and the war is over ad dollars and eyeballs, which are inextricably linked, of course. Yeah, I don't think that, in my opinion, that MLF has surpassed 25 fish with the five heaviest fish yet, for me. I don't right. Know. Like when I see, you know, I'm because maybe because of the generation I grew up in with tournament angling, right? For me, the five heaviest is still yeah. We well, hear that a lot. With you. Yeah. you hear that a lot. That's a common yeah. criticism among fans. You hear that a lot. I got to tell you, my whole circle of of bass fishermen, and I mean, it's it's small, you know, it's just local South Jersey, but guys my age, it's overwhelmingly bass still. Bass still. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Just so, the format of five right. heavy. Versus yeah. the most, right? But, you know? but I'll say that you know my plumber, my electrician, guys like that, they know what MLF is. They don't know who anybody on bass is. Wow, that's you know, interesting. Like that's when, the it, truth. when when MLF BPT, well, before it was BPT, just MLF. You know, it aired on outdoor TV. You know, and yeah. Marty Stone, the whole deal. Everybody was watching that. You right. know, like the the local. Guys that come and you know pick up this this stuff in my town, they're they're talking about how they see a boat in my driveway and they're like, they're like, did you see that guy that caught a hundred fish in two hours last right. week? Wow! You know, so it's yeah. just who it's going mm. towards, you know. Hardcore guys might be still leaning on bass, you know. The the general public might be starting to go towards MLF BPT. Yeah, and I think the shot that bass fired is that they feel that their product is is the best, so yeah. they they. They're, they're holding tight and Same saying, hat. you know what, this is what people love. This is how the sport got started. And, uh, you know, MLF is has 
tried to fire that shot. They be, they keep firing. And, you know, I talked with, when we were talking with interviewing guys privately um, at Bash U, which I'm going to expose now because I <laughs> set the precedent with Ken. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> the, uh, Kiss and tell. Yeah. They, <laughs> but they're, they're, like, we saw MLF try to do an evening event to capture the eyeballs. We saw, and now I heard them talking about maybe altering it to 15 bass. Uh, caught and they're trying to trying to do some things to 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 keep pushing forward. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Are, are you privy to any of that stuff? I no. I've, that's news to me. No. I think that the first defection, major defection, will determine the battle. You think so? Yes. You think that'll happen, Ken? Do you do you see? Do you predict a major name leaving uh, here in the off season and returning back to? The other league? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. There, there are a few names, and you guys know who they are, that have been thrown around as not being happy with MLF. And uh, I expect that, that there's going to be a defection or two, maybe more. And uh, Bass has talked a big game about how they're not going to let anybody come in unless they uh, requalify through the Opens. Right. But Bass has, already, Bass has already cracked the door through their Legends system. Right. You know, if a guy has won an AOI or a Classic, uh, they open the door. And they, oh. so far, they've been only allowing two guys per year. But I expect that to fall by the wayside real fast if they feel like they can pick up uh, some of their former stars. Right. Yeah, like right. they would tell, tell KVD or Swindle, nah, man, sorry. You know? Yeah. Uh, they bring it's hard to imagine there. that they would say that, but you never know. No. Nah, you never on. know. Yeah. No, they, they won't. They won't stick to their guns on that one. So, I'm sure. So this year we've got three three professional leagues running, and all three leagues are running at the exact same time of the year. Is it possible, even if it got down to two leagues, that that they could run at different times of the year? Professional winter league. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I mean, they fish all year long down south. Yeah. Is that not a possibility? I don't think it's a possibility from the standpoint that, you know, that they're opposing businesses. You know. And their business model is to kill the other one. Smash each other. And because of that, they close their eyes to the growth of the sport. I agree they just want to win. Yeah. Each one wants that. to win. Yeah, I, oh, I agree. I mean, it would be best for the sport if they said, hey, we're going to, you know, let's work together. But, man, that's hardly ever happened in the sport, ever. I can't remember the last time it has. Why, though? Why? why? And, and, Ken, in your opinion, <laughs> why? why is there not, you know, why is it everybody's against each other in the three leagues? It goes back to that size of that pie again. If the pie is not going to get any bigger, you have to fight harder for your share of it. And as long as that pie is not getting substantially bigger, everybody understands that the game is a zero-sum game, like poker. There are only so many chips on the table. You want as many as you can get. My big question at this point is, are is the pie big enough to support three leagues? I don't know. And they're not going to divide the season up so that uh, one league is fishing in the spring and another is fishing in the fall right. because that's not how people enjoy our sport. Our sport is so spring and summer loaded. A lot of the people who love to bass fish also like to do things like hunt. Right. And so they're, they're changing gears by the time August or September rolls around. Uh, the number of eyeballs on bass fishing at that point dwindles to... Uh, very small numbers. N- nobody's going to give up the spawn either. 
Right. No, it, it's spring. Right. We we see yeah, in our point, in our right? numbers too. And bass, long time ago. I mean, they they eliminated the fall trail. Yeah. We used to have it when yeah. we started. Yeah. You know? Favorite time to fish. Yeah. Now, it's my favorite time to fish too, but it's not a viewer's favorite time to watch. They're they're hunting and getting kids right. back yeah. to school and yep. they, doing whatever yeah. they do. They won't do it at that level. And we can't even do it here at this level. Kind out loud, five alive scheduled a tournament over the Ike Foundation event. So no, they're not the only one. All right. Um, <laughs> if I could mention one other thing about that, Mike, before you ask the next question, uh, is uh, the season with MLF, the BPT, that's basically over, as you say. I think a lot of us are wondering what they're going to do content-wise to keep people interested through what looks like a pretty lengthy off-season. Yeah. That's a great question. That's a great question. I, I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know. There's uh, – Definitely, I saw them working hard over the course of the first eight tournaments to capture additional content, uh, and I don't know if that'll, you know, that'll surface or, or not. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens, you know, now that the, the regular tour is over. You know, I spoke with some of the MLF folks, and they were commenting that they couldn't capture very much content because they're spread so thin capturing the tournaments right and in the off season they expect to expand their their content offerings and and they don't really know what that is right you know but they you know they do have a lot of downtime as ken suggested yeah and uh you know i think they might be coming out here to lake x to work with you (laughs) i hate to see them go away they give a lot of aspiring guys a chance right you know? you know what I think is interesting, though? We just said that most people turn to, like, a different hobby, like hunting and everything. But don't the actual MLF tournaments air fall winter on TV? When do they air? I think that's right. I think that's right, which is interesting because we've had eight tour events, and not a single one of them have aired yet on TV. They've <laughs> all been live. You've been able to watch them live. Um you know, but I don't think any. I don't think a single one of the eight have actually aired hmm. as a full TV program yeah, yet. Yeah, fall winter airing. I think you're right. Oh, I think you're so right. So do people want to wait that long? I don't know. I don't know I'm, either. I'm it's a good that. question. It's a really good question. I, I know a, a, a lot to find out. Uh, a lot to find out. A lot of interesting things happening, Pete. 12, 24, 36 months. I guess we'll we'll know something. It'll be interesting. The one thing that's going to stay the same. You're still the authority, utmost authority, utmost authority on all of bass fishing. That's and right. we appreciate it, Ken. Thank you for being a friend of Ike Live. Thank you for being a friend of mine for a lot of years. I don't want to uh, date ourselves, but uh, it's been uh, it's been fun. We've had a great time. And ICAST, dude, it's a big show. We look forward to it every year. Can't wait to be back there next year. Same here. Hey, thanks for having me, folks. I really enjoy your program. So, Ken, if if if, uh, if as media, I'm not able to get into that new product <laughs> showcase next year, does that still mean no access to that buffet? <laughs> what buffet, Dave? Where are you eating, man? Come on, tell me. Oh, that was Brian. They didn't get that in, but that was Brian. Dave would have <laughs> ate the entire buffet out. That, so yeah, that buffet was good, Ken. <laughs> I got to find that next year. Yeah, uh, Ken. Very, very, very intelligent, insightful, and handsome for recognizing my voice. Thank you. Yeah, have it. My pleasure, Dave. Looking out for your brother. Mike's making me jealous. I never thought such bad wigs would make me jealous, but they do. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bringing out the inner Seth fighter in myself. I love it. Uh, there you have it. Ken Duke, everybody. Thank you, Ken. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, Ken. Wow. I love it.
We need to, Bry. In hindsight, the entire show should have been Ken Duke. I agree. I feel like you could talk God, to Ken dang. for seriously, right? Yes. You could Not talk smart. to Ken for hours. No, yeah. I mean it was it was a great show. Mm-hmm. Morgan was great. We had great stories, but. Man, we could literally do an entire I, you Ken know, Duke show. I'm amazed at how eloquent Ken is in handling difficult questions. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we, we do some tough ones. think he's so short with his answers. And, and, and Man, he's so good. Yeah. He's yeah. good. Yeah. He's a pro. He's I, was, I was thinking he was going to tell us what those those historical wins were at ICAST. Like, you know. Yeah. What were, what were, some of the what, big ones what, over the years? Yeah, what won 10 years ago? Well, maybe there weren't any. Yeah. At a college, dude, like maybe bass fishing professor. Well, yeah. he could go work yeah. for the bass fishing college. The, the guy that tried ripping <laughs> us off, that bum. Um, all right, anyway. I saw the eyeballs. Look at me when I said that. <laughs> I knew. She- uh, dude, here's the deal. We still have a couple things on the list, but let's let's just. Oh my God! No, 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 no. Listen Look, can to we me. celebrate your Fourth of July party? That was amazing. All right, oh. let's talk about that. No. Real quick, let's no, talk. No, Eric, you weren't even there. Let's talk about that real quick. But did then, I ever tell a story about my hog? No, you didn't tell a story about your hog. You didn't tell a story about Fourth of July. That's what I was going to say. I was going to yes. say, let's pick right. our winners and losers right. and call oh, it a show. Couch microphones are off. All right, all right, here we go. All right, so Riz, um, we have an entire five, six-hour show, whatever it is. Uh, let's go ahead and announce our winners. We got three, uh, two winners and a loser to announce here. Of course, the <laughs> Facebook. A like, share, and comment. Are we going to pick that tonight, or when when does that go yeah, down? Yeah, when I get home tonight. All right, so that's going to happen later. Um, keep your eye out. We'll make an announcement tomorrow on the Ike Live pages. So now the winner of the best new product at iCast, Riz, what do we got coming through? Let's let's pick one of these great comments that came through. We have a glide bait. Uh, hold on, Eric. Say it for me. Glide. Bait glide. With... An adjustable wading system to be able to fish all the columns of the water. Ooh, an adjustable wading system. Yes. Glide bait. Yeah. Any more detail? Is it is it like a little belly screw that you can remove balls or it, it's weights? A, or? It's a it's a, it's a it's a ball system um, in the belly Ooh. with a compartment like where that. you where you it's adjust pretty, the weights through the through the weight of the balls. You do that. And that that <laughs> that that. Idea came in from Showtime 99. Showtime 99. Congratulations. You're getting an Ike Live like gift. Bag. You can have a okay. floater. You can yeah. have a suspend, suspend and, a, and sink. a slow sink. Okay, Showtime 99. Congratulate. Wait, we have a, we do have another one coming through? Hold on. Brian's Wait a minute. Wants to say. Wait a minute. Before we give this prize to Showtime, we have another one coming through for best new product that I cast. I think we do. It's a futuristic. That's not computer. <laughs> All right, what's, what's all right, all right. Showtime ninety nine. You're the winner. Good job, Showtime ninety nine. What 99. was the least best? All right, the least, the, the stinkiest, <laughs> the absolute stinkiest, smelliest, dirtiest. It needs to be cleaned. Soap with Doctor Squatch. Give it to us, Riz. The stinkiest was Dave's Nad Rig, and Dave's Nad Rig is a three inch Senko with two drop shot weights, tail weighted. <laughs> <laughs> the Nad Rig. That's funny. Dave Nad's Rig. That's I like solid. that. Yeah, it's pretty stinky. Yeah. <laughs> Is that really the worst, though? Is that the worst? Because I feel like it, it, it. the Nads would kick up debris on the yeah. bottom. It might actually work. It might actually work. I, I think it is It is pretty bad, though. Okay, and who get, who who was at risk? 
And that was the bass hippie. Okay, the bass hippie. <laughs> you had the, the stinkiest. Hippie, needs some soap. hippie you oh, need sir. to wash, bro. We're sending you some Dr. Squatch. <laughs> we'll send you a couple. We'll send him two bars. We'll send you two different flavors. You're going to love it. Carry it with you to the hotel. To the I bar. surely do. We're, to the bar like out on the, on the lake. Anything you want to do. It's going to be awesome. But Beck, we were talking about breastfeeding earlier. You want to you want to chime in on that? What do y'all know about breastfeeding? Well, we're talking about the chamber, the breastfeeding chamber that we saw in Orlando. And then Brian said we saw somebody whip oh, the teeth like out. Oh, they have pods now. Pods. Well, I have to say I appreciate that. As a as a mother who breastfed, do you know how many like nasty bathrooms that I sat on a toilet? So All right, I could, but like, take this. But so wait, now nice to have a little pod. hold on. That'd but now nice. let's swap it. Brian and Heather, he got back from Orlando. With the bone saw. He went to the bone saw with the hedge, and he he literally saw a teat. Out just whipping around there. Teeth. Uh, she would. She Hip, hippie yeah. types. Hippie I, I, types. I, putting I, it in your I face. I struggle with that. Like. Uh, Heather I, did too. I'm I'm all <laughs> about breastfeeding, like going out into public, but I don't feel like you have to whip anything out. And like I. Yeah, because you used to use the I the, the cover up. I have my little hooter hider. Hooter hider. Yeah. Know, yeah. No one ever saw anything. No one. Right. You know what I mean? Like a hooter I, I hider. Hooter hider. It's it, actually that's the name of it. Yeah. yeah. Dude, they sat in like the middle, the center table in this place. The middle table. See, that's some kind of weird thing. But see, like it's not appropriate on, you know? to just yeah. walk around a an establishment with your tatas out. You know what I mean? But it's like they're trying to make a point, like a point. I breastfeed. Exactly. Huh. You know what I mean? It's virtue okay. signaling at its at its worst. It's, it, it was. It's, it was. It was pretty it's okay obvious. Okay to breastfeed, but like. You know, no one is, wants to see that. I wouldn't even be well, sickened I mean, by it, though. Say, no the hardest part would be trying to eat and not looking at it. You know? Well, I just, think, I just think, here's the thing. I think it makes it awkward <laughs> for the other folks <laughs> in the room. Because people are uncomfortable because they don't know what to do with, hey, like, a just tit way? out. You, you know what I mean? Right. Like, it's an uncomfortable thing. Because you've been conditioned to not look at it. And when we can see it and it's in a weird place to see, you're, you're going to be, like, chewing and looking at it. How much know? that titty weigh? Yeah. Well, then you like see a baby, yeah, and you're a like, oh, my God, see a baby. Oh, my God, I just stared at her tit. You know Pay what, what it weighs. I'm about right. to call the Ground police. Uh, All right, let us uh, l- let me tell you, this was, dude, this was, that a, baby yet? This was a great show. I know it was going to be a long show because ICAST is a big thing, but I want to thank all our guests. I want to thank Carl, baby Brandon for stopping by on their way to New York. Uh, thank thank those guys. I want to thank uh, Morgan Promets, uh from Hobie for coming on and talking about the uh, new 360. It's awesome. And, of course, last but not least, Pete. Ken Duke, uh, uh, awesome job, interesting fella. The utmost. Utmost in, uh, in bass fishing knowledge. Uh, Pete Glusick, Dave Brodzik, uh, Becky, Brian DeCarpenter, Eric the intern, and of course Riz. Well, thank you guys. Great night one? tonight. Do we have uh, any any other announcements, real quick, okay. Brian, before we go? No. no, we're gonna roll out to a video from uh, Dave's favorite Canadian, Ian West. Okay. Ian. I like Ian. All right, let's let's dude, roll man. out Ian West's uh, Canadian contact. Hope everybody has a great night. Thank you for watching Ike Live, and uh, we'll see you at the next one right before the uh, the uh, Celebrity Pro Am, and it'll be our first live What's show out in the environment. August it's going to be awesome. 9th. August 9th, Friday, August 9th, uh, it'll be a live show from Crown the Plaza. Crown Plaza in Cherry Hill. If you're in the South Jersey, Pennsylvania area, you want to come out to watch a live show, come out to the Crown Plaza. The tournament's on Saturday? Have a founder's. Yes. Tournament's on Saturday. Ah, yeah. so are you sober? Yeah, no, you might be a little It's going to be early. Day. It's just happy hour. It's happy hour. All right. It's happy hour. All right, good night, everybody. Have a good one. Good night. Hi, Clive. Me and West. Full screen them. What the hell is that? Hold on, I'll run it again.
part. We'll watch it one more again. time. There's <laughs> coughing in the background. I know. All I'm up. trying to figure out who's puking. It's like choking. Oh, dang it! Hey. Watch your ankles. Oh, hey. dang! Oh. <laughs> yeah, big dude. He caught his feet though. He's a cat. Canadian cat. <laughs>